Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic linguistics, What's happening, y'all? What's happening? Welcome to another pugilistic linguistic show. I am your host, Michael Foster the voice of reason in an increasingly unreasonable world. And I come to you once again with things that are on my mind, and I have to let you all know because it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Before I get started, as I do all the time, uh, make sure you go out to iTunes, download the latest episodes for your listening pleasure. Uh, keyword, uh, pugilistic linguistics, download them all, listen to them all, spread them out to your people, everybody knows this exists, your friends, your Romans, your countrymen. So let's get into it. So as we do before we get into the topic of the day, we do what we call a Tom watch here. Tom standing for tiny orange man, your president. And... You know, superlatives really escape, or the definition of this guy really defies superlatives. That's a better way to say it. He, you know, I don't know. You know, for for all of his protestations that he is this grand businessman, he has done this and achieved so much, he's really, he really behaves like someone that has never had any kind of power. You know those kind of folks that, you know, they have never achieved uh, uh, anything in life and they finally get a little bit of something and they go just nutty? That's what this dude strikes me as. His most recent epiphany, that's the word you want to use, he has contracted, ordered, I don't know what the right word is, the military to organize a parade, a military parade, presumably to march right down in the middle of Washington, D.C. And beyond that being laughable, you know, America doesn't do military parades. It, it it strikes the wrong chord. It 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 suggests the wrong thing. Military parades are things that they do in North Korea, in China, you know, places that have to flex their might and show the masses how strong they are, how, you know, how we do things over here. That's what, that's what those type countries do. America in general has no need to do that because the world understands the destructive capabilities that our military But neither, never, nevertheless, your pinhead president, pinhead commander-in-chief, 
decided on a trip to, I want to say France. He loved that parade. I think they were in a Bastille Day parade. And that's what they do. It's like, it's a, it's a tradition for that holiday over there. But he loved it, and he wants to do something like that over here. For what reason? He hasn't made clear. But he needs to have a parade to placate his his flaccid ego. That's your president. All the while, Mueller and his Russia investigation rages in the background. That's fake news. Have you ever noticed that everything is fake news if he don't like it? You might notice that everything is fake news that he doesn't like. Everything that looks, everything that reflects upon him well is to be believed. But everything that he don't like is fake news. If if a blowjob counts for impeachment, then what is what he's doing grounds for? I got some people I know that are stridently anti-Obama. Whatever. That don't even trip my trigger. But what bothers me about those people They suck from the teat who refuses to believe what their lying eyes have shown them. They'll believe that Hillary Clinton ran a child sex ring out of a D.C. pizzeria, but they won't believe that your president, commander-in-chief, cheated on all three of his wives Twice he cheated on two of his wives with the next wife. They don't believe that. And at that moment, I need for you all to realize something. At that moment, you all need to stop engaging in conversation with those people. I was really one of those, until relatively recently, one of those kumbaya type of we all need to get together and we need to 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 bring these people to the fold and and I got to a point that not you know piss on that. You need to deal with people as they want to be dealt with, not as you hope to deal with them. It's one thing to be on opposite end of the political aisle. Republicans, Democrats, Libertarian, Green Party, whatever. But I'm going to say this, and I don't care how it's taken. Trump supporters have zero, zero business engaging in conversations with non-Trump supporters on that realm. You do not need to justify your dislike for Donald J. Trump. I don't like the dude. I won't like him. He is your president, not mine. No, I'm not coming together 
and fuck you for asking. If you support a xenophobic, racist, misogynistic dude, then me and you should have zero dealings. Bottom line, I'm not singing kumbaya. I'm not reaching across the aisle. I'm not trying to see your point of view. Fuck your point of view. Because this man, see, this is different than Romney. It's different than McCain, who I had fundamental disagreements with. But at their core, I didn't really peg them as evil as this guy is. They had their own versions of evil. Don't get me wrong. It's one ill-prepared, ill-equipped. And he surrounds himself with yes-men who are as dumb as he is. So bottom line, if you're a Trump supporter, fuck you very much. We have nothing to talk about. Let's see how the military parade shakes out. We're going to be laughable because we are the laughing of the world right now. And the fun part about it, his supporters don't kill us because they have a worldview. Their view revolves around their block, their school friends, their, their circle of influence. Any of them are small thinkers. I'm going to do a whole show on that in my head. I a rabbit hole I wasn't expecting. But let's get to the topic at hand. Today's topic is called Balling Out. Balling Out. The scourge of their children. The scourge of parents who pimp their children. Now, if you, unless you've been under a rock the last 48 hours or maybe the last 36 hours, you may not have come across a story, an article about a four-star, maybe even five-star foot, college football, high school football recruit out of Pensacola, Florida named Jonathan Copeland. For those of you all who don't know what's going down, Jonathan Copeland was a highly is a highly recruited received high school in Pensacola, Florida, and as a, a national signing day feature on ESPN, they had a camera in his school where he made his decision as to what school he was going to go to next year. Now, in the picture, in the frame. And I don't know all the people, but I know his mom was sitting immediately to his right, to the, the screen's left. I'm not sure if that was a coach to his right, I mean, to, to the opposite side of him. I don't know if it was a brother and a sister. I don't know the, the dynamics of what was in the picture, but what I do know, mom, who was sitting immediately to his right, screen left, had a Tennessee uh, knit hat on and an Alabama sweatshirt. Some dude standing behind him, brother, I don't know who he was, but same idea, Tennessee, Alabama. And in front of him, as become custom, there were three caps, Tennessee, Alabama, and the University of Florida. So he's sitting there at this table in the gymnasium with the school behind him and the whole nine yards and ESPN's cameras trained on him, and he made his decision on what college 
he wanted to go to. And in the shock, apparently, to everybody, he picks up the University of Florida hat, puts it on, and said he's going to Florida. Now, any parent worth their salt would be happy, even if they're disappointed because they might have wanted him to go somewhere else. They'd be happy for their child because he gets to go to college free of charge and play football with the possibility to go into the league in a few years. They're worth their salt. But not this one. His mother, and I don't know the woman, so I'm going to use the term as that mother. She stands up after he makes his decision, leaves the table everybody's around, walks in front of the camera and leaves with a look of disgust on her face. If that's not bad enough, she has now left her child at the table to discuss with ESPN why his mother just walked away. Absolutely disgraceful. Now, this went viral almost instantly. So now we have this child's horror compounded exponentially because they picked up a sandwich. Now, ultimately, the mom came back, and but that child was heartbroken. And you could see it in his face when she walked away from him. Now, she comes back and all that good stuff, but the damage was done. That child will never forget that. Why? Because that one, that was a seminal moment in his life where he decides he's going to go to college. And two, it happened in front of the nation. That kid will maybe, maybe will not recover from that. From that. Now, there have been subsequent stories that came out to try to justify why she did what she did. Uh, one story that's been cycled over and over that the child had game-banging issues and she was trying to get him into an environment that didn't provide that. And I, I guess Gainesville has that gang element. And I don't know. And that could very well be the truth. I will not act as if I know all the ins and outs of it. But what I do know is this. No parent does that to their child. You got beef, you wait till the camera stop rolling, you pull them to the side, and you speak on it. That's how an adult handles it. What's more likely that went down is the fact that she was promised something from one of those two schools if she can, quote-unquote, deliver her son to a school. That's more probable because the look on her face suggested not that he's going to a school that I don't want him to go to. 
it suggested that, oh, crap. I got to pay this money back or I got to do this or I got, there was more to it than I don't like Florida. Story's going to come out. Stories always do. But the pimping of our children is a phenomenon that one has been going on forever, but two has gotten really prevalent lately with the advent of every media outlet that you can cheese and stand in front of and sell yourself. See, we used to call it living vicariously through your kids. And that might have been innocently enough, you know, a, a football player and father who didn't reach the heights that he thought he should have reached now live that through son, that could very well be a piece of it. But more often than not, it is someone who has their hand out using their child as collateral. That mother yesterday was the most recent example. But there's one right now in Lithuania with his two kids and y'all know how I feel about this dude, LeVar Ball, kind of has cornered the market in Bishop Don Magic wanting his kids. He is Papa Pimp. Don't because some people feel a different way about this, and that's fine. You feel how you feel about it. But understand, don't come to me speaking about how LeVar Ball is a great father because he is doing whatever that – look, my people, we got to do better. Just being there does not qualify as being a good dad just because so many of us aren't there. You've got to be there and instill something in those kids. Now, mind you, the kids themselves, Lonzo and LaMelo and LiAngelo, I don't know why they did that to them kids, but anyway, those three kids seem to be from the outside looking in, seem to be well-mannered, seem to be okay. But understand, That's almost in spite of LeVar and not because of LeVar. Now, mind you, I don't live in the Ball household. I don't live in the Copeland household. I don't know what was been. I don't know what's been said. I don't know. But all I I can do is infer by what I see when he don't think we watch him. Because remember, character is what you do when nobody's watching. For example, yes, LeVar Ball goes on the uh, went on it because he's kind of under the radar because he's in Lithuania right now. But yes, LeVar Ball went on all these talk shows and, you know, talking for provocative and talking greasy and all this. You know, that's a persona, it seems like. Okay, fine. But there are certain things that he said and did 
that gives you a glimpse, however brief, into what this dude is all about, his character. Ball in the summertime and, and berating a female referee because he thinks she had it in for him. Also, he got to think about berating females, but whatever. And then when he gets teed up, and I believe he got two of them, he pulls his team off the floor. What are you teaching your kids? That when adversity hits, you fold your tent and leave? What are you teaching those AAU kids? What are you teaching your children when you openly undermine their coach? Because you think you can do it better. What are you teaching moments where everybody, those kids, Perfect example where, I, where, where that hit me where kids are watching where you don't realize. I play games. Now, I'm not a gamer per se. I don't headphone and all that. I don't do all that, but I like to play games. I, I, like, I got a couple of games that I like to play. Well, there's an Assassin's Creed game that I got. I think it's Assassin's Creed 3. I don't know. Um, that has a female protagonist. She's the assassin. She's the titular assassin. She is a mulatto mixed woman, young girl, set in Louisiana in the 1700s, whatever. I was playing this game when my daughter was here. My daughter's mixed. She's brown. She's doing her thing somewhere else. She looks up, sees me playing this game, and instantly was fixated on this character. Why? Because she said, ooh, daddy, she looks like me. And I didn't make that connection until she made that connection. She was watching, she was watching what I wasn't paying attention and said, daddy, she looks like me. And she was fixated on that character, because she was drawn to, she was watching what I didn't realize. What are those AAU kids, what do they see in LeVar Ball when he doesn't realize that he's being watched? What is he instilling in these kids of whom he has a molding relationship with? He's their basketball coach. He's an adult. In the, what is he teaching? What do you teach your children when what you do is put their faces out in the public, making all these provocative statements, having them have to explain what you mean, and you leave them on an island? What do you do when you sell their images and you sell their likenesses and you sell and you sell and you sell and you sell? sell? to the point to where they just become accessories to you. You don't like the high school basketball coach. Fine, that happens to a lot of parents. But you don't pull your kid out of school junior year, take him overseas, because you're trying to groom him for the league. What education are you lacking or they lacking? You withdraw your son out of UCLA 
because he was suspended for a season because he's shoplifting, sitting on the bench. So you got to now pull him out of school. He stole something in another country. What's his penance for that? What are you teaching your kids? As long as you can make money, you all good? As long as you can make money, you're above the law? And look, I'm not naive enough to, to think that that's not how the world, the way the world works. But that shit catches up with you. And when it does, your fall is going to be swift and severe. Jonathan Copeland's mom had pimped him out to somebody. We don't know who yet. It is to be revealed. But her storming off yesterday was not from disappointment because she didn't like Florida. It was from disappointment because you didn't cost me some bread. And sat there and stewed about it. You didn't cost me some bread. So that little momentary glimpse into your dynamic has now thrown the country into your business. We got to do better as parents. We have to do better as parents all around. Not just in the quote-unquote living vicariously slash pimping of our children, but even worse, when Copeland started to speak, he couldn't put two good sentences together. And that's a failure all the way around. That's a school's failure. That's, you know, parents' failure. That's all kinds of failures. But the bottom line is the parent is the first teacher. But, boy, he can run a route. He shouldn't have been able to pick out the predicate of a sentence. Before he can uh, block a quarterback, he should have known what subject-verb agreement is. That's how we as parents must do better. We, this was not her moment. Yet she made it all about her, what she wanted. Oh, it might not be the best place for him. I don't know. Again, before yesterday, I didn't know who this cat was. Florida might not be the best place for him. Alabama could have very well been the best place for him. Who knows? But at the end of the day, it is his decision. We got to do better as parents. You can't take an interest in your kid because you don't think you're going to get something from them at the end of, of this journey. We got to do better as parents. You never want your child to go through what he went through. And he went through it on national TV. We got to do better. What kind of psychological damage has she done to him in that 30-second move? 
He ain't going to forget that. Now, he may ultimately forgive her. If, he, if that's what he wants to do, more power to him. But he ain't going to forget that hurt. He ain't going to forget how she made him feel in that moment. And I could very easily see a pre-conference, a pre-press conference conversation between those two with her saying, you're going to Alabama. You're going to Tennessee. And he chose the latter, the third, Florida. Very easy to see that conversation happen. This is what you're going to do. Because, again, in that instance, that's how she struck me. We got to do better. That being said, I think I'm going to go ahead and give you a do for the day. And I'm going to think some more about this topic just because it really hits me in a strange spot. But until I can get my thoughts about me again, go out to iTunes and download this episode and previous episodes, spread the word. I'm trying to get this bigger and better in 18. Some kinks I'm still working on. That's why I'm kind of irregular with this. But stay tuned to the Facebook page, Ugilistic Linguistics page, and all the new stuff is coming up. But as I say every day before I bid you adieu, I always say take care of yourself because you are all you got. Peace.